Matt, we good? Oh yeah, we are good. Good evening, everyone. Matt, Jonathan, Zeb. My name is Josh. I've been going to church for a long, long time, 20 plus years. I don't know the exact date, but before I actually start delving into the sermon, I thought I'd share a very bad Christmas joke I heard from one of my family members this week. And then also maybe share my favorite Christmas songs and hopefully you'll share some of yours back with me. So, first of all, the joke is, why do pigs like Christmas? Because it's the only time they can get wrapped up in blankets. <laughs> Since we've got a little laugh, I'll give credit to my mom for that one. She told me that this week. And I saw on Twitter, when I was on Twitter this week, that people were discussing their favorite Christmas songs. And just out of curiosity, I'd be wondering, what's everyone's favorite Christmas song or Christmas carol? If you want to shout one out, some out, and then I'll share mine. If anyone wants to participate. If no one wants to, I don't blame you. I'll just say mine. I'm not a church participating member as well. Oh, Holy Night. Any others? Can't the angels sing? No? Oh, Holy Night. Oh, Merry Christmas. Oh, (laughs) so my... My favorite Christmas songs, surprisingly, and this is, is none of them actually Christmas carols. It's Happy Christmas, War Is Over by John Lennon and Yoko Ono. I blame Sainsbury's for that. Every year during this time when I go to Christmas shop, we always hear that Mary's Boy Child by Bonnie M. And that's a song back in the days, a long time ago, it's the 70s. And uh, Do They Know It's Christmas Time At All by Band-Aid. So while I was thinking about preparing for this sermon, I realized that increasingly Christmas actually isn't for about, for, I don't want to say the right reasons, but the real reason why we even celebrate it. And I was just thinking, looking across when I was walking to work one day, I was like, as we rapidly head towards the latter part of November, one thing's going to start to, start to come to many people's mind. Christmas. And if you look at the various adverts you're bound to see online, on TV, or in newspapers, you wouldn't be mistaken in thinking that Christmas is all about great food, presents, quality time with family, friends, and having fun. I'm very sure in a few days you'll begin to see reindeers, elves, Christmas trees, and of course Santa Claus popping up everywhere, whether that be in a superstore, in work, or even sometimes in schools. But for me... One of the first thoughts that come to my mind when I think about Christmas is all of the football I'm going to watch, my dad and my brother, both in the run-up to Christmas and in the middle periods between Christmas and New Year's Day, that period where you actually don't know the dates and I don't know what's really going on. It just feels like all this is a blur. And with Arsenal seeming to be in a title race this year for the second year in a row, I'm actually excited about the upcoming games and the potential miracle that we might win the league. However, a way more important miracle took place 2,000-plus years ago That brings you more joy, more excitement, and of course, more hope, peace, and gratitude. Sometimes it's hard to see Christ in Christmas, but it's important that we remember that Christmas is the start of God's amazing rescue plan. The best present you could ever hope for and imagine was put into action this time, some 2,000 plus years ago. You see, ever since the creation and Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit, God had a plan in action to save the whole human race. No matter their social, economic background, race, creed, this plan was free for everyone. Throughout the Old Testament, God revealed to both the prophets and the leaders of Israel at that time that time was coming when God would give both man and woman the best gift they could ever receive. And this gift wouldn't be found under a Christmas tree or a stocking, but rather in a manger amongst animals. 
Just to give you three examples of where God alluded to Jesus, the Son of God, being born in the Old Testament, we can go back all the way to Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, where it says, I will put an enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike its heel. So just to give context about this verse, right after Adam and Eve disobeyed God, God indicated that the Savior would be coming from Adam and Eve's lineage, as we all have. Moses, who wrote the book of Genesis, is estimated to have written this around 1,500 years before Christ was born. The second nugget I'm going to look at can be found in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, where it says, But you, Bethlehem, Ephrat, though you are small and among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. In this scripture, the scripture tells us that Jesus will be born. Now, this prophecy was written some 800 years before Jesus was born. And the last one I'm going to look at is in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, where it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And we will call him Emmanuel. This scripture in Isaiah points how Jesus will be born and also to one of the names given to him, Emmanuel, meaning God with us. This prophecy from Isaiah was written 700 years before Jesus' birth, and it gives us an insight, an important insight, into the Lord's divine nature. So these are just three verses within the Old Testament that point towards Jesus' birth, but there are many others throughout the Old Testament. And just from looking back to what God revealed to the prophets and those in the Old Testament, we know that the birth of Jesus was a major occasion, and something that would shake up the whole world. However, this evening I'm here to touch on why we should get excited about Christmas. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, Paul says, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. The birth of Jesus and consequently his life afterwards allowed man back then and now for us today to have a representation of what God is like, enabling us to get closer to our Creator. And in today's day and age, where the need for physical evidence so often trumps, unfortunately, what people think and feel about the Holy Spirit and the power it can reveal, I encourage all of us as believers to seek Jesus as we enter this festive period, both internally and externally, whether in our workplace or in church, whether seeing a friend or someone you've just met. In all that we do, whether big or small, it's important that we look continuously to the Holy Spirit to remind us for the gift of Jesus that was left to us at Christmas time. Also, along with this, it's important to remember that God is with us, no matter what we're going through. Like Jonathan said in one of the songs during the interlude, he's with us through our storms, for our good and for our bad moments. And in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 to 23, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph and said, and she, by she referring to Mary, will bear a son, and he shall call his name Jesus, for it is he who will save his people from their sins. Now all this happened so that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated to, like I said earlier, God with us. Now it's important, I think, we delve into the two names that are mentioned here, Jesus and Emmanuel, so we can really grasp the significance of this passage and again why we should get excited about Christmas. Jesus is the Greek equivalent of the name Joshua. My namesake because I think the reason why my parents named me Joshua. The saviour, all the salvation of, of Jehovah. Hence, Jesus is the, not only man, but Jehovah. And not only Jehovah, but Jehovah becoming our salvation. Not just for one specific creed of people, but for everyone. Thus, he is our saviour. He is our Joshua. 
the one who brings us into rest. And as a result of the fall of man, all human beings need a saviour. And this saviour is Jesus, who was born during Christmas time. Now, if that was news that was to come today, I'm pretty sure Twitter, like Jonathan said earlier, TikTok, Instagram, BBC, Sky News, I can't think of any other good news platform to the top of my head, will be covering that as the breaking news story. So I think, why don't we, as Christians, want to share that news? For some, it will be a breaking news. For others, it will be common news, but still news that's needed to be shared. Now, looking at the name Emmanuel, Jesus was, it's important to remember that Jesus was the name given by God, whereas Emmanuel, like I touched on earlier, meaning God with us, was the name in which we called him. Emmanuel, the Saviour, is God with us. He is God. He is also God incarnated to dwell among us. And I think this passage here and the name Emmanuel also shows how much God loves and cares for us. The fact that he came down to, to dwell with us, to be with us in, in our midst. Now, with all this information, like someone would say, if they found, if they had a new toy or they found out they got a new promotion or they got a new job, you'd want to share this news. Everyone, when they find something good or positive for them, always want to share news. And you wouldn't think that people from different regions or places or job sectors would want to share this particular news. But they should do. We should all want to. Recently, when I was looking online, again on Instagram, I'm, it sounds like I'm on social media all the time. I'm actually not. But it's just that I've seen a lot of things recently. I saw two different men from different spheres in the working world, both popular men that you wouldn't think would have the same concise opinion on a particular person, this person being Jesus. The two people I'm talking about is Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp, who is the manager of Liverpool Football Club, like I touched on earlier, one of the, they're the second most successful English team and one of the biggest teams in the world, and psychologist Jordan Peterson, who recently, as he's acknowledged himself, is going through a phase of finding out and working out who God is to he, and has recently acknowledged that there is a God. And you know what the one thing is that they have in common? is that they both acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the most important person to ever walk the face of the earth. Inadvertently, really and truly, deep down, the rest of the world has kind of acknowledged this as well. I mean, how many people can say that dates are established and times in history are established dependent on their birth, both before Christ, BC or AD, Anodomi, meaning of the year of our Lord? You have to be a really special person, and everyone should hear about someone like that, who the whole world is around, centered around. It's also important, as followers of Christ, that we don't minimize the importance of Christmas. Increasingly, the Christ in Christmas is being removed during Christmas, whether that be adverts or in schools or in, or in actual workplaces. Christmas parties are now being changed to Xmas parties. And I'm not only talking about the name being changed from Christmas with the Christ being removed and just being left with Xmas in some quarters. However, all of us in our own little way can share our own excitement for Christmas, for the birth of the Son of God, our Saviour, who some 33 years later was crucified for our sins and rose again. Giving all, no matter where they are or where they are in life or how they view life, the opportunity to, to attain the free gift of salvation. So if we're to be going about and sharing, sharing the words and talking about the excitement of Christmas and why we should really be excited about Christmas, it wouldn't be a surprise that in a world that seemingly become, is becoming more increasingly detached from Christ that we might be asked, why is Christmas important? 
Why is the Christ, for example, important in Christmas? Why can't we call it Xmas? Why is Jesus so pivotal during this time period? I think back myself to a moment that happened last year during a work Christmas party in which a conversation somehow, and I don't remember how, because we were in the food court talking about burgers literally two minutes before, led to one of my colleagues and some of the others agreeing that no one gives an explicit about Jesus Christ at Christmas. Now, for us at that time, where the majority of us are pretty, I don't want to say young, because then that means everyone else is old, so I'm just going to say adults that are there, that it was really disheartening to see that many people agreed with the sentiment shared, that Christmas increasingly, at least let me say around my generation, is slightly older, is no longer about Christ. You don't even associate Christmas with Christ. It's more included that we're going to go to a Christmas party and be able to maybe drink and socialise and not actually focus on the real meaning of Christmas. At that moment in time, if I'm being honest, when the opportunity presented itself for me to say that I care about Christmas, that I care about Jesus Christ, and evangelize about the true meaning of Christmas, I didn't. And I encourage all all of us here today and those that might be watching on YouTube, I think it goes on Facebook this as well, occasionally, that when the opportunity comes to arrive to talk about the true meaning of Christmas and why we should be excited about it, that we share, share that reason. I mean, you telling someone the true meaning of Christmas could be the difference between someone engaging and having a true relationship with our Lord and Saviour and not doing so. And I'm sure all of us during times in our lives, the good and the bad, are really pleased and honoured to have the chance to have a relationship with our Lord and Saviour who's with us through thick and thin. And we, sh- and we know that if you had the opportunity to tell someone who you loved and cared about Jesus Christ and what he can offer you in terms of the free gift of salvation and have a relationship with him, and to not to have to do life alone. You wouldn't want to withhold that information from anyone. Nevertheless, should we actually be asked to provide an actual answer? So you're put in a spot, so let's say, I'm going to Peckham Ryan, I'm going to, where do I need to go to? City Thames Link, so I'm on platform three, and I see a randomer, it's called a randomer, Bob, and Bob sees that I'm reading a JC Royal book on holiness, which is one that I've stolen from my dad, which Greg gave to my dad actually to read. And he asks, oh, why, don't, why do you care about Christmas? You're a Christian. I think, it, I think this statement would suffice for me, or something along these lines, stating that Christmas is important because it's a celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of God. He came to redeem all mankind and call them to himself. On that day, God sent his Son to become a man on earth so that one day he would become the payment for the sins of the world, past, present, and future. Christmas is a day of remembrance and worship. So as I come towards the end of my sermon, if there's anything that you take away from my talk today, it might be one of these nine brief reasons why I think Christmas is important and tips as to how we can keep Jesus Christ at the center of it and continuously for the rest of our lives be excited for this moment in which our Savior was born. Amidst all the excitement, busyness, we can remember the real reason why we can celebrate Christmas and be glad in it. So the first reason I want to touch on is remember, Christmas is the time when Christ was born. The reason why why Christmas exists at all is because of 2,000 plus years ago, a child was born, the Son of God, the Messiah, that had been promised for generations. Out of the love for mankind, God sent his Son to the earth, knowing what lay ahead of him. Jesus' birth was the biggest step in God's plan of redemption for us all. And at Christmas, we get to celebrate that beginning, knowing what was to come. 
And as the passage says in John 3, 16, 17, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, to condemn the world, but so that the world might be saved through him. The second reason until we can think of is that, remember, God's promises will always be fulfilled, and this is a perfect example of it. God's plan for redemption did not begin in that view of Jesus. In actuality, his plan had been in effect since the fall, more than 2,000 years prior. His plan really began to take shape, however, with Abraham. You see, in Genesis 12, God makes a covenant with Abraham, promising that he would make his name great, that he would be a father of many nations, and that he would bless him so that he could be a blessing to others. And Jesus was the fulfillment of that promise. In the scripture, it says, Now the Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in, your, and in you all families of the earth shall be blessed. By sending Jesus, who was the descendant of Abraham, to the earth, God fulfilled his promise. We shouldn't be shocked about that. So that all nations, Jew or Gentile, would be blessed. Blessed by the grace of God for the forgiveness of sins. It was important to point out here that the children of Abraham aren't necessarily his biological descendants, but we're all descendants by faith. A father truly of many nations. The third point I want to touch on is remember Jesus' future. It's almost nearly impossible to fully understand and comprehend the importance of Christmas until you recognize what Jesus came to accomplish, and we all know he successfully did. The purpose of Jesus' birth was to live a blameless life and one day to lay it down, taking it upon himself the burden of sin so that we could be saved. His birth prepared the way for his death and the redemption for all mankind. Number four, during this, period of, during this festive period, it's important to remember his generosity. If you think about it, the reason why we give gifts at Christmas is because of the gift that Christ first gave us. One of the ways in which we can do this is by caring for others. This doesn't have to always be physical generosity in terms of giving money or giving presents if we're not able to, but this could be allocating some time to talk to people, to pray with those that are struggling in terms of small discipleship and going where the Spirit leads. It's really easy during Christmas time with all the things that need to be done, whether that be preparing the Christmas meal or buying the presents for everyone, make sure that you attend X, Y family gatherings, attending All Saints Christmas carol service on the 10th and the 7th of December. That's the right day, isn't it? 17th, 10th, and I said September, didn't I? In December, I tried to plug it there. It's important that we slow down. Over the years, Christmas has been turned into a bustling holiday, packed full of lights, presents, Christmas trees, and plans. And it's very easy to get caught up in all of these things, which aren't inherently bad. However, it's important that we take time to slow down. Don't get so carried away with all the traditions that we lose the real meaning of Christmas and why we're celebrating it. And touching on traditions, unfortunately in today's day and age, Christmas has become a, con a consumerist holiday, more focused on stuff rather than Christ, focusing on the real reason why we celebrate it. It has become an opportunity to be, to be greedy rather than generous. It has become everything that it was not intended to be. 
We should make sure as followers of Christ that amidst all the traditions that come with Christmas, we don't lose sight of why we're actually celebrating. Christmas is important because of Jesus and only Jesus. And unless we can see Christ in our Christmas, I'd beg to ask, is it really Christmas at all? So I'm not saying you should stop doing normal family traditions. So hang those lights, give gifts, and make cookies if you make cookies. They are all wonderful things. But remember that we give because Christ first gave. We hang lights because he was the light in the darkest places. We put up a tree in memory of what he came to accomplish and sing songs of worship unto his glorious name. Family time. For many people, this is one of the best parts of the Christmas season. Christmas brings families together, perhaps from far away, and provides a time for people to connect. And for others, Christmas can be a painful time. If family relationships aren't good as they once were, if there's storms within your family life, or your family just isn't around anymore. Like I touched on earlier, God is with us. He's with those who have family and those that might be going through difficult times with family. And in this time, we can still all look to him no matter our situation and take hope and remember that God fulfills his promises. He is always there with you. So if you have family and you're going to spend it with family, celebrate, Chris, celebrate Christmas with your family and thank God for this special time where you can connect with your family. And if you don't normally spend Christmas with your family or you sometimes spend it alone, know that you're not alone, that God is always with you. Hey, don't forget the whole point. Christmas is a day of remembrance, a day to commemorate the gift of God's Son who walked on this earth knowing what was ahead of him, yet he persevered. Don't ever allow yourself to lose sight of that. And nine, lastly, remember to worship. At the end of the day, we're all called to worship. May that your goal this Christmas. I know it's going to be mine. When thinking about it and attending any carol service or the Christmas Day service, I'm just using it as going through the motions. Right, I've attended a Christmas carol service. I should be allowed to open my presents in the next 20 minutes. And at my big age, at 26, that's still important to me. However, don't take your eyes off the things of the but However, take your eyes off the things of this world and look unto heaven. There you'll find the true meaning of Christmas. Make Jesus your focus in everything you do this season. Live your life in a posture of worship and give glory to the one who gave the gift no one else could give the gift of purifying grace. Now, while I was preparing for this sermon and I was reading through the different Gospels and the different accounts, I was looking at how I was going to look at and touch on why we should get excited about Christmas. One thing stood out to me was that normally I don't pay attention to the actual genealogy of Jesus and the fact that it shows how many descendants he has and the different generations, the faithful promise of God. So before I invite Marie and Jonathan back up, I'm going to read the genealogy of Jesus that can be found in Matthew. I apologize for at least the five names I know I'm going to mispronounce <laughs> during the whole thing. But I'm just going to read it from the NIV version, how it starts, and then into the whole genealogy. And then I'll pray and I invite Jonathan and Marie back so we have our response. So the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, in which Matthew brings this to our attention, we are reminded of the promises of God, his rescue plan for the world. Jesus is the long-awaited son, the son of God, who brings God's blessing to all humanity and offers salvation for those who decide to accept it. And we as followers can help those decide to accept it by sharing this good news and the reason why we are excited. So, here we go. 
This is the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David and the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, Judah the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar, Perez the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Amibidad, and Amibidad the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon, Salmon the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab, Boaz the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife, Solomon the father of Rephuvam, Rephuvam the father of Abijah, Abijah the father of Asa, and Asa the father of Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat the father of Jerom, Jerom the father of Uzziah, Uzziah the father of Jotham, Jotham the father of Ahaz, Ahaz the father of Hezekiah, Hezekiah the father of Manasseh, Manasseh the father of Amon, Amon the father of Josiah, and Josiah the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the exile to Babylon. After the exile of Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Shetil, Shetil the father of Zerubel, Zerubel the father of Abihud, Abihud the father of Elikam, Elikam the father of Azor, Azor the father of Zodak, Zodak the father of Akim, Akim the father of Elihud, Elihud the father of Elizar, Elizar the father of Mathan, and Matham the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, and Mary was the mother of Jesus, who, called, who is called the Messiah. Thus there were 14 generations in all, from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile to Babylon, and 14 from the exile to the Messiah. Let's go to pray. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you that we're all able to be here. We're all able to spend time in communal worship and, and hear your word. God, as we enter this festive period quickly, I pray, Lord, that we continue to have the excitement for the amazing gift that you gave us, your son, and that when the opportunity arises, as I feel like it increasingly does, that we share the real reasons why we're excited for Christmas and the greatest gift that anyone can receive. In Jesus' name, amen.